0: ready
1: yeah Ooh, where did that husky sound come from
0: <clears throat> it's my husky voice mm. that's what happens late in the afternoon after you've been talking all day yeah you've
1: been on the phone for a while uh yeah a long while so
0: do i sound like brenda vaccaro
1: yeah you're getting there we tell you midnight cowboy you knocked off your muff
0: oh my god my muff, My muff fell again. over there my muff ball
1: we're on We've you been on. thought
0: net you you thought I didn't know? Yeah, I thought so. I caught on this time. Yeah. How about that shit?
1: Couldn't fool you, huh?
0: No, you can't no. fool. You can't fool a fool.
1: That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, this is Brian White. Welcome to season one, episode seventeen of Celebrity Souls Speak with Brian and Renee. Our guest is Ron Pigpen McKernan. My wife Renee is a medium, and I've been a radio personality for over fifty years. The other side established communication with us because they wish to stay in touch with this dimension. They know I truly love and respect music and the artists that perform it, and Renee is a huge music fan as well. We started this podcast and have been interviewing celebrities that have passed over. We're giving them a platform, and they have a lot to say, and we're in contact passing along their thoughts.
0: Hi, this is Renee. Ron Sol came through to say a few things to humanity. What follows are his words. I didn't know much about Ron, but after speaking with him, I came away with a good understanding of his beliefs. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Ron McKernan, better known as Pigpen, was one of the founding members of the Grateful Dead. Described as a gentle, introverted soul, Ron had a severe drinking problem and died of internal bleeding due to cirrhosis of the liver, a disease usually found in heavy drinkers of a more advanced age, certainly not a
1: 27-year-old. You know, he was the sixth musician from the rock era to perish at 27 And that was 1973.
0: That's the 27 Club. Yes. Ron was born in 1945 in San Bruno, California. His father, Phil, was a DJ and played R&B and blues on KDIA, a black radio station. His family moved to Palo Alto when he was 14, and that's when he met Jerry Garcia at a club. And that's how it began. And what do you think about that? Did you know that little tidbit of fact there about KDI and his dad?
1: I did not know that, no. And KDIA <laughs> was a major, the Lucky 13 in Oakland that covered the whole Bay Area. They played a lot of great R&B at that station. I did not know that.
0: Well, it just gives me, it tickles me when I give you little tidbits of information because I know you are the music mogul. You know everything music. Not everything.
1: Pretty much. There's always something to learn every day.
0: Pretty much. You're you're really good. Well, you, thanks
1: thanks for the props.
0: You've got great knowledge and um, you're a great historian.
1: Anybody who grew up in the Bay Area would know the Lucky Thirteen. Well, it was KDIA.
0: <clears throat> I'm just glad that I got to introduce something new to you. because yes, you're you. always introducing new things to me.
1: So what does Ron say?
0: Ron says I like what you're doing and I like what I'm hearing, but I hope you're I wish you well on this journey. The music industry is not going to like you for this, my man. Jerry's here, and I've been showing him the ropes. That's sort of what I do. I'm on the marketing committee around here. I call it the really dead. We're really impressed that you want to talk about the stuff that we don't want to talk about. We're also really impressed that you're willing to ask questions. It's almost like you think we're human or something. How much of our music is a bunch of people talking about how shitty their lives were? How much of our music is just people drawn to each other to say, I was miserable, how about you? But I have to say that I'm really okay with my life. I'm really okay with where I came from, and I was grateful to leave when I did, but I missed it for a long time.
1: Yes, Pickpen's been gone a long time, longer than he was even here, but he's had a lot of time to adjust, I'm sure.
0: He sounds like he's uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, he's
1: in the welcoming committee, my goodness. My
0: God, he's the head of the marketing committee.
1: We'll get to meet him first, huh?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess Him or whoever else is on his, I have to ask them all now from now on. Yeah. Are you on the welcome committee? Okay, well, that was fun. Yeah. Our conversation turned to George Harrison, Life in the Afterlife. George was very introspective and at the same time very spiritual. When he was here, he thought about the afterlife. He believed in it, he knew it. Ron said maybe he was done living. How many songs have to do with dying or being dead? It's almost like we have a death wish, don't you think? It's like we're
1: fascinated with it. Yeah, well, a couple come to mind Candle in the Wind, Tears in Heaven. Yeah, there are so many. I guess we're all curious about death, it's the unknown.
0: Well, absolutely. I'm not afraid of dying, and I know you're not either. No. I'm just as interested with knowing about what's going to happen after I die as I am with what's going to happen with the rest of my life here. Ron replied, that's because you're a grown-up. That's because you're dealing with what can happen, not what has happened. So if you were to look at George Harrison or anybody, really, and you were to look at their music, and they were producing music that said, I'm done, or I don't want to do this anymore, or I'm ready to go, or I feel dead, You're listening to a person who's aging in front of you, who's dying in front of you. If you look at these people who are in and out of rehab or people are taking pictures of them passed out in the street, you're looking at a person who wants to die. I think that this is a national or world emergency because these people have money or fame or influence. Nobody thinks of it as an epidemic. But think about the ravages of alcoholism or drug abuse or self-mutilation and just the ranks of musicians from the 60s and 70s. It's huge. And then think about the people from the 80s on. The big thing is that in the 60s and 70s, you could tell who was on shit. You could tell who was smoking or shooting up or drinking. You could tell. But a lot of these cats coming on over now, you never know until they get in trouble right before they pass over. Nothing's changed in the music industry. Nothing's changed in how we're groomed for it. But also, nothing's changed in that big talent frequently comes from absolutely squalid living conditions or dysfunctional parents. Great music comes from that.
1: It teaches you a lot at an early age, and as you get older, you realize you have some talent. So you begin to write or sing about your life experiences. You know, talented people come from all walks of life. And getting back to one other thing that Ron said about today's musicians passing over without any kind of hint of anything wrong, Prince is a good example. We had no idea anything God. was wrong with him.
0: Tom Petty Tom. walked into the kitchen,
1: done. Yeah, so he's right. Yeah.
0: Is it because you're so inspired by those living conditions? It makes you think. Ron said, well, maybe we're just wanting someone to recognize how terrible it was. Maybe we're wanting somebody to tell us that we survived it, that we're not the walking dead. Maybe at six or seven years old, we died, but our bodies were just still walking around. You know how you cut a chicken's head off and the chicken's body walks around for hours. Maybe we're already dead, man. Maybe we're already dead. I've been thinking about this because I've never felt more alive until I actually died. So I figured I'd just offer that because everybody here is talking about how you've created quite a conversation. You know, the rest of us beforehand were just saying, man, that shit was awful. I'm glad I'm out of it. And now we're starting to delve a little bit and go, well, it happened to me when I was six. What about you, man? It happened to me at five. We're finally ready to look at it. And I have to say, we're pretty happy that you're trying to start a conversation because even though we may have been gone for a long time, it's something that we haven't looked at haven't wanted to look at and we still have the capability of healing it so i thank you i thank you for caring about us
1: musicians for really wanting to know our stories we want the public to know how it really was and only you that passed over can tell it the way it really was we care
0: about the lives of the people who played such an important role in our lives who helped to shape who we are through their music we want you to know how much we appreciate the sacrifices that you made to make your beautiful music and hope to hear you again when we are on your side do you still do those five hour concerts? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I really
1: do. Thank you, Ron. Let's talk again. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for joining us. Join Celebrity Souls Speak on Facebook at facebook.com The Celebrity Souls Speak. And check out Renee's blog at Common Sense in Wilmington, Sense spelled C E N T S.